Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by, oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Lubcast, and it's just me today. I'm going to be going in-depth on three Game 4 games, and then we're going to do a brief overview on the other three Game 4 NBA playoff games, and then there's still two more that are going to be played today. At the time of recording is 5.12 p.m. right now on Monday, so on Tuesday night, you'll be getting the reaction to the other two Game 4 games, and then you'll be getting your Game 5 reactions on normal schedule this is normal schedule, honestly, so we're just going to stick with it, and we're going to keep that sort of routine that we've been doing where we just record after the game fours, fives, sixes, ones, twos, threes, sevens are all done, and then kind of do a brief overview. Today I'll be going in-depth on three games, the Warriors and the Kings game, the Suns and Clippers game, and the Knicks and Cavs game, and then I'll just quickly cover Minnesota-Denver Celtics, Hawks, and Sixers, Nets, because those both all three of those games were, there wasn't a lot that went on, even though the Nuggets did lose that game. Um, also, stay on the lookout for NFL Draft stuff. This week is the NFL Draft, and our newest member of the Lubcast Podcast Network crew, Alex Wickow, who's been awesome so far and has a ton of great work that he's going to be posting on our website with the blogs and everything. He's going to be doing a bunch of pre- and post-draft and just NFL free agency, just NFL offseason stuff, that's all him. So stay on the lookout for that. We've already had him on on a previous episode. That was his first one. He did great. So I'm very excited to hear about that. He's going to be talking about the Aaron Rodgers trade that just went down moments ago as well. And, yeah, let me take a quick break, and then let's get into the first game, which is the Warriors and the, and the Kings game. All right, Warriors-Kings. I would be content if the series never ended because, goddamn, is this so much fun to watch. This is what the playoffs are supposed to be. Um, I'm worried about the Kings. I officially am. And you can't even say it was their off shooting night tonight because they shot basically the same that the Warriors shot. So it can't be that. To me, we saw tonight why the Warriors are willing to put up with all this Draymond Green bullshit. And it's because what he does on the defensive end, there's only a handful of guys in the league that can do that. That A guy that can truly guard the one through five position is really rare and Draymond can really guard the one through five position and then offensively the DHOs that he was getting and allowing the Warriors to just get these easy two pointers off of I mean the Kings were really having a tough time guarding that the the Warriors scored a ton of points that weren't threes this game which is not really what they do so that really shows what Draymond was doing effectively I think he's taken down Sabonis. I think he's in Sabonis's head. Sabonis is playing extremely poorly offensively. Last night he had 14 points, and everything just looks really hard for him. And honestly, they're letting him go one on one with Kevon Looney and Draymond. They are not. They're not doubling up Sabonis at all. And he should be able to attack and use his body, but he, everything is hard for him at the rim right now. He just refuses to go right. He always goes left, and it really makes everything hard because they know he's going left so they just push him that way and there's not really much he can do so they made it really hard for him last night I'm just worried about the Kings they they gave up an opportunity to go up 3-1 in this series last game again uh, game three the one that Draymond missed that was the Kings opportunity to steal one that was away 
and really make this series something difficult. But now it's 2-2 heading back to Sacramento. The good news is the Warriors are awful on the road. The bad news is I'm not seeing much from the Kings that tells me that they're going to be able to get this done. I'm scared for them right now, and I think it was a fun run, but I'm, I'm still worried. The other thing I want to talk about, De'Aaron Fox is the man. He is something extremely special, and he, you, the playoffs just tell you like what players you actually want on your team. A lot of these guys, Christian Wood comes to mind. A lot of these guys are just like look really good during the regular season, and then they go to playoffs, and they fall apart. De'Aaron Fox is not one of those guys. De'Aaron Fox comes alive in the playoffs, and the Warriors were going at him. Draymond got into it with him where it was talking trash to him. He talked right back. I fucking love that. That's one of my favorite moments of the playoffs so far. That was a, that was a turning point for De'Aaron Fox. He played amazing. I think he had like 37 last night. All I can feel think about is that if the Kings had a top 10 to 15 star on their team, now you can argue Sabonis or Fox is one of those guys. I didn't. I don't have like a list right now that I've been looking at. So maybe maybe the number is higher, like a top eight guy or something. But man, I just think if they really had a superstar on their team, they could really be something special because defensively they're not great, but they've been playing good defense. It just they can't keep up with the firepower of the Warriors. The Warriors' freaking offense was just so dynamic last night, and they just don't. They go on these little dry spells when Sabonis isn't scoring, and they just can't get out of it. So. I'm afraid for the Kings right now, and I don't know. I, I, I hope they get it done because, obviously, as a Celtics fan, I'm not a massive Warriors fan at all. In fact, they're probably one of my least favorite teams right now. But I don't know. I'm officially scared for the Warrior or the Kings, rather, but we'll see when they go back because they are a much better home team, and the Warriors are off on the road. So let's transition now to the Suns versus Clippers game. Main takeaway from that game, there are three – there are two players that play the most minutes in the playoffs so far, and those players are Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Also on that list at number seven is Chris, Ball, Chris Paul. So your big three is playing the most minutes in the NBA playoffs so far, and by a pretty large margin. Uh, Kevin Durant's at 175 minutes. Devin Booker's at 174 minutes. They're number one and two. The next highest is Donovan Mitchell, who's at 162. I really don't think that the Suns are a sustainable team right now. And I was wrong about Russ. Russ is really, really fucking good. And he's making me eat my words every day. He had 37 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists last night. His defense was very intense. And he took some bad shots at the end. But the fact that the Clippers, or the Suns rather, had a tough time putting the Clippers away when they were missing their two star players really scares me. Because I know the score says that it was not a blowout, but it wasn't necessarily a close game. It was a close game until the end of the third. That's when the Suns started to go on a run and really take over the lead a little bit there. And then from there, it was back and forth for the fourth. Chris Paul started going off, and so did Russell Westbrook. And then eventually Westbrook kind of tailed off, and the Suns kept up their momentum. Booker looks elite right now. KD looks elite right now. But the Suns have pretty bad interior defense. I mean, this game, the Clippers scored 50% of their points in the paint. They scored 100, they scored 50 points in the paint. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm really worried about the sustainability of this team. I already talked about their three stars have played top seven most minutes in the playoffs so far with their two big stars playing the most and second most minutes so far. KD's coming off of a legit injury. Devin Booker I'm not really worried about because he's very just malleable. But Chris Paul is old now, so he's playing a ton of minutes as well. They get no production from their bench. 
I don't think this run is sustainable. And going into it, I might have had them as top contenders. But now I'm really, really worried about this Suns team because I just think that they're not going to be able to handle four rounds of this because they've struggled with the Clippers a little bit. And the Clippers are missing their two best players right now. So, I mean, I know Book, CP3, and KD are amazing. I know that. But I'm I'm going to be worried about if they can keep up scoring with the other teams that have they're a little bit deeper. So that's my take on that game. Let's go now to the Knicks and the Cavs game. First takeaway from this one is, holy shit, is the atmosphere in Madison Square Garden something we've really never seen before. I mean, the Kings atmosphere is crazy as well, but MSG is it, it's a little bit above the Kings, I think, right now. That crowd was fucking electric. And like Jordan talked about on the past episodes, Cleveland doesn't seem to have a crazy crowd. And, and these guys looked a little, not lost or scared, but they just kind of looked... The crowd had an effect on them for sure. I want to talk about Josh Hart. He changes this team. His defense, his IQ, his scoring ability. I mean, they really just bring a whole new level to this team. Tom Thibodeau fucking loves him clearly, and he's just the perfect fit for New York right now. Alongside of just his relationship with Jalen Brunson, I mean, these guys are just thriving together. Josh Hart finishes the game with 19.7 rebounds, two assists. He plays great defense. And, I mean, yeah, i am just been extremely happy with him this far. I think he really changes the mentality of this team. He's tough, and he just is always working his ass off. Um, it was a terrible Donovan Mitchell game, literally awful, maybe one of the worst games of his career. He was 5 for 18 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. He only scored 11 points. He had six turnovers, five assists, and four rebounds. Jordan again alluded to this. He's been on the Cavs. He's kind of had the, his finger on the pulse for the Cavs all season. And he was saying that it's scary that Garland and Donovan can't go get going together. And it, he's right. When they do get going together, which is very few amount, amount of times, they look awesome. But Donovan Mitchell looked terrible last night. And Garland looked good. And they, got, they didn't win. So it just seems like none of those guys can get going at the same time. Mitchell, I mean, his defense was atrocious last night his shot taking was terrible and honestly a big reason why the Cavs lost this game was because Garland got taken out in the second like relatively early in the second and he sat until the third because he had slight foul trouble he had three fouls and Bill Simmons made this point this morning and I fully agree with him if you're a guard it's pretty easy not to foul so that was kind of a weird move by J.B. Bickerstaff to take out Garland, especially a guy like Garland who is smart and knows when and when not to foul and really just sit him while when he does this too, the Knicks go on this massive run and take over the game from there. And then they put Garland back in to start the third and he goes on an immediate run and gets the, gets the lead back. So to me, I think that you let him play and you gamble on whether or not he gets the fourth foul. And if he does, then you sit him for the rest of the second, but and maybe like the first little bit of the third. But I think that second to third quarter stretch right there was big. And if anything, it probably hurt Donovan Mitchell's like mentality in this game a little bit because he started missing a bunch of shots in that time frame. If you keep Garland in there, maybe Donovan takes less shots. And I don't know. It's it just it's what ifs, so it's hard to talk about. But to me, that was just a mishandling by J.B. Bickerstaff there. Let's talk about Randall now. Horrific game. Probably worse than Mitchell's, but not... Yeah, yeah, definitely worse than Mitchell's. He was terrible. He's been terrible this series, and again tonight, seven points, two rebounds, one assist, eight of... 
or sorry, three for ten from the field, zero for four from the three-point line. He looks like he might be a little injured, but to me, I mean, I think Mobley has a big reason as to why Randall's looking the way that he's looking. He just looks like Mobley just handles him pretty well, and I don't know. I know Knicks fans get really pissed off with Randall. He's tough to talk about because you say something bad about him and he goes off and he does these amazing things and you're like, well, I can't fucking argue against him because he does that. But then he comes back and he throws up a stinker like this and you're like, well, that feels right. That feels like what I watch him do all the time is that he takes kind of dumb shots sometimes and he takes a lot of them and he can really bog down your offense. So I don't know. I can't tell if he's injured or if it's Mobley or if it's a little bit of both, but he's definitely been out of this series. I think the Cavs are done. They look cooked to me. I think the Knicks have all the momentum, and they're going to go get it done and win this series. Um, and let's just talk about Mobley real quick. His defense, as I mentioned, on Randall is really awesome. I love his passing. Uh, still around. I mean, he's just still a little new to the game. I mean, he's young. He's younger than I am. I'm 21. He's younger than me. And I know if I was in the playoffs, I granted I'm not a fucking world-class athlete. I don't have the athlete mindset or whatever. But, I mean, that's a lot of stress for a young person to deal with, so... It's okay for him to not look great or elite in his first playoff series. He's going to grow. He's going to get better. and I'm, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the next three games that we're just going to do like a brief overview on. All right, Nuggets and Minnesota. I'm just going to say I, I knew this was happening. I knew they were going to lose this game, and I'm so pissed at myself because I totally was going to bet Anthony Edwards overs and parlay that with the Minnesota spread and I fucking forgot and exactly what happened was that um Denver Denver's gonna win this series all right I'm still not as scared of Minnesota I know you're probably like how could you say that uh they just lost to Minnesota Denver does this thing where they get fucking lazy and they just start kind of messing around they don't like take a lot of stuff serious and I've noticed it's a Jokic thing like Jokic doesn't Sometimes he just won't shoot. Sometimes he'll just be like, ah, I'm taking these next couple plays off. I'm just going to pass. And it just makes their offensive rhythm a little bit weird. And when he's off the floor, I mean, they just can't really score. Their their uh, bench is not great at all. So I kind of expected this to happen. I, I know Ant Edwards is fucking awesome. We've talked about him so much on this podcast. So for him to have a game like he did and really lead Minnesota to the win is not surprising at all. I thought it was going to happen last game, but... Denver ended up holding on. So because of that, we kind of thought like, all right, Minnesota's going to fucking dig in here and get a win. Um, not afraid for Denver in this series, but going on, going forward rather, they get really fucking lazy and their defense gets bad. Their defense gets atrocious when they start stop trying. That's a little scary. Hopefully they can sustain runs. I mean, the thing is with this though, you got to imagine they just get bored playing against Minnesota at points. And that's a scary thing to see. Kind of understandable, though, when you're beating up on a team all the time. It kind of makes sense that you can get a little scared. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Hawks and the Celtics game. Hawks were really, really hot. Pretty good Trey Young game, not great. I mean, his assist off the – his passing off these, like, pick and rolls is really, really good. The Hawks were just hot, um, and the Celtics were able to just kind of stick along with them. They, were, they shot the ball really well as well. Um, fun game to watch. Brogdon is just, Brogdon's so fucking good. Derek White is amazing. Smart, play, playing better for sure. Thing that I thought was really funny was the Grant Williams coming in and hitting like a couple of threes, really making an impact in the game in the beginning. 
just out of nowhere. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see him. So it's funny to just see him thrown in there and have a real effect. Maybe he plays more in the next series. Not sure, though. And, yeah, I mean, it was not nothing great, nothing not a great game. I know it was relatively close at the end there, but Celtics do this. They they play with their food. They play with they kind of fuck around with their leads. So I uh yeah, I I I didn't think they were going to lose this game. I got a little scared later on and the score shows it was close, but it wasn't as close as that score was showing you. Um Celtics just kind of lost their head a bit, but then they were able to get the kill. So great win for them. Hopefully they get this game 5 win and just end the series here because they don't need to be beat up anymore. Um, Robert Williams is fucking awesome. This is why we love him so much. Hopefully he stays healthy. And, yeah, let's finish up with this Sixers and Nets game. I mean, this is going to be the second team that gets a win. That I guess the third team, if you count the Nuggets, that got a win and I'm still scared of. Thing is, this Nets, te- this Nets team was so bad. And... They're supposed to be bad. They're a bunch of middle, middle, not middle-aged, but like mid-tier players and Mikhail Bridges put together, thrown together like less than two months ago and just told to go figure it out. So it's okay that they're bad. The Sixers, now granted, they slept, they swept them. So it's like, why are you shitting on the Sixers when they sweep the Nets? Are you guys not, are, as Sixers fans, like I genuinely want Sixers fans to answer me, are you guys scared a little bit after that series? Because to me... I mean, Embiid couldn't make it. He made it three games. The fourth game he was injured. Grant, maybe you're saying, like, well, it's just precautionary. They knew they were going to fucking win, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I'm I a little afraid. Tyrese Maxey's the number two on this team. He's fucking awesome. Uh, you don't have to worry about him. He's got it. He's got it, whatever you need to have. What I'm afraid of for the Sixers, what I'm happy about as a Celtics fan, their perimeter defense is horrendous. Celtics have perimeter great perimeter offensive and defensive players I say and Bill Simmons talked about this as well maybe just bang with Embiid a lot but don't don't sell out to fully fucking get over him maybe you let him do his thing and say all right Embiid do your thing get 70 try it we're gonna lock everyone else down and they're gonna have a real tough night um now granted I'm I'm, I'm being like hype hyperbolic here like I don't want them to let Embiid have 70 and then just kind of hope that Harden doesn't do anything else but I do think that Robert Williams is going to make Embiid's life hard we see that happen all the time if he stays healthy that's a big if that's a good thing for us but to me if you no one can stop Embiid and that's just clear no one can stop him at all in the entire league that's why he's going to be MVP this year he deserves it I think it's all right that you can't stop him if you can stop the perimeter guys and I think the Celtics can stop Maxi and Harden because our perimeter players, I mean, I already talked about them. Grant Williams, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart. Sam Hauser has good defense. I know everyone tries to attack him on the defensive end, but he fucking holds up right there. I think sometimes if you get attacked all the time, maybe you learn how to be a better fucking defender, which is what I think happened with Sam Hauser. Sorry for swearing so much. I'm animated. And, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the Celtics can run with these guys. I feel good about them coming off this series. I hope these words don't come back and hit me in the ass because that's usually what they do. But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for my recaps of the Game 4s. I'm sorry they're not very long. It's just me today. I'm getting fucked with uh, finals work, so I try to put in as much work as I could for these ones. When Jordan and Butsy come on for the next episodes, it'll be a lot more in-depth. Uh, ta- I mean, we've been taking game notes and watching everything, and I think it's made a, a lot better content for sure. So stay tuned for that. 
We're going to have a recap of the Game 4s that are happening tonight, which is Monday night, just to reiterate. And then we're going to have our Game 5 recaps happen when all the Game 5s finished. Then we'll keep doing that all the way through for the rest of the playoffs. Get all your NBA playoff content here. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I should say. Oh, yeah, check out our website. Uh, Jordan and Alex have been posting blogs and have been killing it. Um, the website is in the link tree. Or you can look up Lubcast pod page, and it should be the second link that comes up. I know it's hard to find, so it's, it might be easier just for you to go to the description and click the link tree in my which is in every description. So thank you all for listening. Let's go Celtics. And we will be back tomorrow with a recap of the rest of the game for us. Yeah. Shot it was all with y'all. Oh, Coming to say you're lucky fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding. Fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy. I wanna try. She looking too good. Can't let it go by. Oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model.